You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are listening to Any Given Sunday, the Monday edition for Monday, June 21st, 2021. I am your host, Manny Brown, joined as always by my co-host, Josh Rodriguez. Josh, what is good? Manny, a lot is good. I'm back in Los Angeles, baby. Let's do the damn thing. Back in LA, <laughs> new place. It's been a couple weeks. Sorry for no show the last couple weeks, but you know, like we say, life life gets in the way. You know, we're 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 two we're two millennials adulting. So you guys all that's people right. who listen to this show will know, can relate, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But nah, man, congratulations. Josh is back in LA, back in the uh on the West Coast where he wants to be. Um, new place, new digs. Congratulations, first and foremost, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Whole new era. Let's do the damn thing. <laughs> Why am I saying let's do, I'm like a, I'm yeah, like let's do it? I'm like a newscaster. Let's do the damn thing. I'm <laughs> Josh do Rodriguez. Let's do yeah, the let's damn do thing. It. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. No, for sure, man. No, congrats, man. I know it's been, for I know sure. it was, I know it was some stressful times there trying to find a place. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Nah, for sure, for sure, man. Congrats. Congrats on the new place. Thank and uh, happy Father's Day to, uh, happy belated Father's Day to, to you. everyone out there. Yes, to me, Father's Day to how, me. How was it? How was it? It was cool, man. You know, Father's Day is one of those days where it's just chill, man. You know, it's like, you know, just you're, myself, my wife, the kids, some good food. Nice, a nice alcoholic beverage, you know, a nice gift, you know, it's just simple, simple things in life, yeah. man. Nothing, nothing too crazy, you know, nothing too crazy, but no, happy father's day to all the dads out there. Um, you know, enjoy, hopefully you guys enjoyed your day. So that's the most important thing. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your day and, uh, I enjoyed my day, enjoyed my weekend. So it was, it was cool. The weather was hot. It's hot as shit on the Pacific Northwest, like w- weirdly unseasonably hot, like usually doesn't get this hot till like maybe late July, early August. And it's like, it's hot. Like it's supposed to be 97 next weekend, which is like for the Pacific Northwest, 97 might as well be 117. So those of you who've ever been here, who know anything about Washington state, know anything, basically this side of the mountain. So basically Western Washington, Seattle area ish, you know, you don't get that much hot. All the heat goes on the other side, closer to Idaho. And, uh, it's crazy. Like how hot it is. Like it's, it's hot. It's been hot pretty much Sunday. It was, it was hot. It wasn't too bad Saturday, but Sunday, which was yesterday. And then today, obviously scorching. I, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that you just said closer to Idaho. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? no, yes, right. I know, right? Yes, I know. We're 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 uh, yeah, we're we're you know to the east of us is is Idaho. Yes, okay. yes, the great state oh, of Idaho. Oh, I've only man. I've never I've actually never been there. My wife has been there. Uh, How far amazing. is it? From you? Uh, it's about a six hour drive. Oh, that's why that makes sense. Yeah, it's about a six-hour drive, and yeah. um, there's a big-ass water park out there, which is pretty fun. Um, it's, uh, it's called Silverwood or something like that. It's a really nice park. My wife took the kids while I was in Boston, so I was a little jealous of that. But uh, ah. she, I got Boston. They got the water park, so I guess it evens out. But um, no, nah, it's uh, you know, it's about it's about six, seven hours away, um, depending on your on your speed. But uh, no, nah, Idaho's uh, uh, across the border. 
on the east of us. And then, of course, we got Oregon South. So, yeah, we're in the boonies, man. We're in the sticks. So, but it gets, it doesn't get that hot here, though. And it's just like, it's, it's weirdly hot here. Like, I'm telling you, it's like, it doesn't get this hot. Like, we usually get like a week to 10 days where it's like super yeah. hot. And then the rest of it is just like 84, which is perfect. Um, you know, but yeah, it's, 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 it's scorching out there. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm pausing or I'm like, oh my God, I'm just, wiping sweat off my bald ass head you right. guys know why it's like it's it's like it's like a it's like a cool 81 right now and then of course it's like it's like new york right so none of the houses come equipped with ac at least some of the older houses so yeah we're just we're sweating bullets around here we're sweating bullets but hey you guys didn't tune in to listen to us talk about the weather and apartments and adulting and life you guys want to hear about well normally you guys want to hear about politics but not this week no 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 no, no. politics is like it's it's background noise right now. You guys want to hear about <laughs> NBA playoffs, man? NBA playoffs. Let's get to it, man. It feels like it feels like we've been out. I think it feels like what was the last last show we did was what right after the Lakers got eliminated, right? So it was like right after we missed, we missed one week. We, we missed, yeah, yeah, we missed one week. Yeah, we missed. It feels like it, it feels like yeah. it was more. It's so much has happened in the in the sports world that it feels like we've missed more. Well, but it's but it's only been one week. A lot has happened in the sports world. Yeah. A lot has happened in sports world. And I also texted you a few things like we need to talk about this. And then, you know, we, we ended up, you know, not having an episode for, for different reasons. I moved to LA and it's just, um, so I think that's why too, because we actually had an episode planned or our topics we wanted to talk about last week. And so it just made it feel like it's a little longer because, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I don't know. I just, cause usually we take a week off and feels like nothing happens. And then it's like, right. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, it's like it's a weirdly busy time of year because the NBA is going late into July, you know. Now, so it's like it, it feels like it's a weirdly busier year than normal. But yeah, no, and uh, we'll, we'll 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 get into some politics probably next show. Um, but yeah, tonight today it's got to be dedicated to the NBA, man, because we've basically missed what the entirety of the second round, pretty much the whole thing, literally yeah, the whole thing. Much. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, we definitely got to get into it. So, where do you want to start, man? Do you want to start with? Uh, oh man, what? Let's start, start with the. With? Let's start with the Sixers. Let's start with the. Sixers. Okay, <laughs> okay, let's go there. Let's let's, <laughs> let's let's start with the Sixers. You know, so um, Josh, I have to ask you, man. Are you still trusting the process? No, I'm done. I'm done. And I'm one of the first. I'm one of the few people who are hopping off this bandwagon. I've believed in the process for a while. I thought it could work. I'm done. I'm out. I'm off. I, I don't think it's possible right now with the coach that they have, Doc Rivers, who is riding high on a 2008 championship that he won with the three with, with, with the best team in the league. So Doc mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, you don't get points for that. I'm sorry, Doc. You basically coached. You, you, you just kind of sat aside while the best team in the league won a championship. And then on top of that, that whole generation of Celtics underperformed anyway. They won one championship. That team mm-hmm. was supposed to win like three. I, I digress. I don't want to go down the Doc Rivers hole. But with Doc as the coach, uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't seem to have the best relationship, as you can tell after, you know, what Joel said post-game. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Simmons is just seems to be a broken, not just player, but human being right now. <laughs> I don't know how he recovers from that. I don't know how the organization recovers from that. It's, you know, we talked about this in a few episodes before, too, like where teams just have DNA. You know, you have a personality. You, it just is what it is. And this Sixers team, their DNA is underperforming and coming up short and not coming up clutch and not knowing how to execute in the half court at the end of the games. 
no matter who's out on the floor, whether Simmons is on the floor or not, they just can't execute at the end of games. And I just, I'm done. I, I'm not saying they need a huge tweak, but they need to break up Simmons and Embiid for sure. Yeah, I, I was never on the bandwagon. I never believed in the process. I'm, I'm proud to say, and I'm not a Johnny come lately. You can listen to the first iterations of this show when it was technical foul. And I right. said it then I never believed it. I never trusted the process. I just, I just didn't, I didn't buy it. I didn't believe Ben Simmons was a point guard. He's not, you know, you I, I just didn't before, before you get, he, what do you think he's, he you know what he is? He's Draymond. He's Draymond. He is a point forward. And people try to pigeonhole him. You know what it is? The, the, the whole, the, and I'll get to Ben Simmons because trust me, it's, it's, he's, oh, it's a big, yeah. he's, a, he's a big part of the story. But the whole issue with the Sixers that I've always had is just that I, it always felt like the Sixers felt like they were smarter than everybody else, but they didn't have the, the resume to prove that, you know, or to validate that. You know what I mean? Like they always right. felt like, oh, don't worry. We know what we're doing. Trust the whole trust the process was basically like, don't criticize us. We have a process. We're just going to stink for as much as long as we can. And then we'll figure, you know, then we'll land all these, this bushel of top prospects, these, these picks that, are, you know, that every team in the league is going to be falling all over themselves to try to get from us. And we're just going to, we're just going to show you that this is a new way of building a, a successful, sustainable NBA team. And it's like they walked around with this pompous, arrogant attitude for years before they even won anything, before Embiid had even played a game. And then, of course, Embiid comes, Simmons gets drafted, Markel Fultz. I mean, we all know the story. And even then, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And first round flame out. Trust the process, trust the process. Then Kawhi hits an amazing NBA shot. Trust the process, trust the process. That was their best chance. Trust the process, trust the process. And they get swept. Trust the process. This year, right? Doc Rivers, new coach. Doc is done with. And and to to Doc's credit, he, you know, Joel Embiid had the best year of his career that you got to give Doc at least some of that. Um, Some of that credit, right? And they were the Um, one seed. And they were the one seed, right? So everybody's like, oh, trust the process. Is this the year? Is this the year? They've got the perfect mix, right? They've got a B. They got Simmons playing well. You know, they got shooters surrounding, all, you know, all sides of the court. Like, you know, trust the process, trust the process. And what happens? They have two historic meltdowns in back-to-back games. It's hard enough to lose. It's hard enough to blow an 18-point game. But then to follow that up and blow a 25 or 22, 21, whatever it was, 22-point um, lead. In the next game, the, the literally the next game at it, home, it, it's at home. Exactly. At home. It's it's, you know, it, I never believed in the process. I never believed in it. I, I didn't I didn't foresee this, but I never believed in the process. I always had question marks about it. I don't I, I've I was a fan of Ben Simmons in college and he's he's underperformed for his career. I know he's been an all star. I know that he's he's making twenty nine million dollars. I mean, the fact that the fact that Ben Simmons makes twenty nine million dollars, a guy that literally will not shoot makes twenty nine million dollars a year. <laughs> well, that was baseball but, potential. That was all baseball that was, potential, right? And he's, be been, honest, and he's first, been a disappointment. He's been a disappointment. Well, his first, it's because he never evolved. Because his first two years in the league, everyone was like, "This guy, if he develops a jump shot, if he you know evolves into what we think he could mm-hmm. be." I'm not kidding, man. If Ben Simmons had a jump shot, he could be a top three player in the league. Easy. Oh, everybody he's, knows. Look, the, the issue with Ben Simmons is it, not about yeah. talent. It's not right. about talent. He he. I said Draymond earlier. Like to me, I think he is like Draymond on steroids. He's more athletic. 
on par defensively, if not better. Right. He could do he has the, he has better court vision than Draymond. He's more of a playmaker than Draymond. And we talked about him athletically like he's everything Draymond plus. Right. He just honestly, I would take Draymond offensively over over Ben Simmons. Uh, and I'm not I joking. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, because Ben Simmons, like on the open floor, is freaking dynamic, bro. Like, I, there is no one, a few people on in the league on this planet who I'd rather have the ball in their hands on the open floor, like rebound, get right. the ball to Ben, and go. If right. But how is? Court, but how yeah, much? But court, how much? Yes. But how much is he playing in the open floor? First of all, he's on a team, and that affects that affects his potential, right? right. Because he's playing on right. a team that he can't play his style of play. I think right. he's really being pigeonholed into a position that he should not be playing. He should not be the point guard like he should be a point forward so you should have other guards with him that either can shoot or can make plays and and put him in a position where he, he's it's just it's a little bit better i i feel like ben simmons as the point guard has always been clunky and people just don't want to say it because again it's about being unique and being new wave right, and new right. age and positionless basketball and people 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 have been afraid to say it it's like no it doesn't it doesn't look right even when they're winning, it just doesn't feel right. It's, it just, it's weird. It's weird. No, I get it. I get it. So, but to me, like, so let's just say Ben Simmons does play the point forward. You still would have rather Draymond Green in the half court than, than Ben Simmons in his right position, you utilize the right way. No, of course. I, of course I would rather Ben Simmons utilize okay. the right way because I think, Ben okay. Simmons. look, but, but, but I'm wavering on that position, man, because I think that there's just there's something about this dude, man. And it hasn't just been this year. And then, of course, if you read, read the tea leaves, he isn't exactly the greatest guy in the locker room either. I'm not there, so I don't want to run with that. But from everything you read and hear, he isn't exactly, uh, you know, a dream to play with and coach no. coach. Right. Um, so it's just like all those things play against his perception, bro. And it's like. I don't care. Like I'm very rarely do I ever agree with Shaq on inside the NBA, but I thought Shaq was spot on. He was like, yo, I don't want to hit his dude. Talk about all the things that he needs to get better at. Like, yo, you've been in the league. How long? Four years. And you're still talking about the things that you need to get better. Like still like, and not even like, oh, I need to improve and like gain on the things that I already have and take it to the next level. No, like you still need to improve. Right. On, on a basic thing like a jump shot, like because when he first right. came to the league, the whole like Donovan Mitchell versus Ben Simmons argument and who should get rookie of the year. And I was heavy on the Ben Simmons train for that. And I think he got the rookie of the year, deserved it. But to look at like where Donovan Mitchell is now compared to Ben Simmons, like they're not even exactly. on the same stratosphere. They're listen, same Jar- stratosphere. listen, friend of the show, friend of ours, Jarv. Shout out to Ray Jarvis, host of the Gray Area. Make sure you go check that out, by the way. But go pod. Friend of our friend of ours, right? Posted a tweet. And I'm and I retweeted it today and I'm still and I'm still asking the same question that he posed on his initial tweet. As of today, what does Ben Simmons do that Lonzo Ball doesn't? Besides being 6'10, 6'11. Nothing. Because Lonzo can defend. I mean, Ben's a better defender, but Lonzo is not a bad defender at all. I would I would I would literally, I, I think Ben's a better defender, but I would argue Lonzo's just as good, if not better. I think Ben's better slightly, but but to answer the question, it, it's, right. it's on point. The premise is on point. Like there's nothing that Ben Simmons does that Lonzo can't do. That's that's factual. Exactly. If anything, but there's if, always if anything, Lonzo Lonzo does more. To be honest, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then and then Lonzo has the intangibles, right? Like there's just an intangible with Lonzo that you just don't get with 
Ben, and I know people hate bringing up intangibles, right? In this stat-driven era of sports, right? Everybody hates bringing up intangibles because there's you can't put a stat behind intangibles, right? But it, those they matter. They matter. You know what I'm saying? They 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 they're, they're important. And it's like again, what does Ben Simmons do that Lonzo Ball doesn't? But somehow there's always been this this aura of like he's a bust around Lonzo, and it's like, what is Ben Simmons? Like just because he's fleeced the, the Sixers out of twenty nine million, and he's convinced the whole world that he's a superstar when he's not. Like he's not a he's not he doesn't he doesn't deserve the bus label. And I don't think he deserves a bus label. But but I'm saying like he doesn't deserve the same criticism that Lonzo Ball has gotten. Well, all because you don't thing. like his dad. That, that, that's a lot to do with it. All I think people forget that Ben was a number one pick. By the way, <laughs> like, like he was a number he was one a number pick, one pick draft- over Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Yeah, when you're drafted number one, you're supposed to elevate a franchise. And in a way, though, he has elevated that franchise. Him and Embiid have taken this franchise as a joke to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So it's not like there isn't value there with Ben Simmons. So I do think he gets a lot. He gets uh, away with a lot of that. Whereas Lonzo, you know, he's with the Lakers, they were bad. Then he's with New Orleans, they're bad. Lonzo hasn't played a single game of playoff basketball. So you know, you see Ben Simmons, and you could say whatever you want about him, but the fact is, is that his teams have gone to the playoffs. They have done well in the regular season. So I think it's it's he's more um, benefiting off. But of Embiid is the franchise, not Ben Simmons. Embiid no, is the franchise. Yeah, he is. You're right. You're right. I'm just, I'm like, and I used to be a Ben Simmons fan. I used to be like you when I love it. I, I, listen, when I was, when he was in college, I was like, this guy is going to be, cause I was like you, I was like, Oh, I, I, I never bought the whole point guard thing. Like, like I thought they should have utilized them the way more LSU did, which was, was a point forward where they had other right. guards that could dominate and contribute the ball. And he, and that was just an added feature of his game is the fact that he had this court vision and he could actually run the offense. And then he goes to the Sixers. And again, the Sixers trying to be too cute. And everybody's trying to be all new wave and look at us, look at how smart we are. And it's like, oh, we're just going to pigeonhole this guy as a point guard. He's not a point guard. But look, the issues with 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 the Sixers are vast, right? Like, obviously, Doc Rivers. I'm not as hard on Doc Rivers as you are. But look, it's getting harder and harder to defend Doc Rivers. It really is. It's like at some point, dude, I, you know, and I and I and look, I respect Doc Rivers. I respect, you know, he's black coach. He's been extremely successful. And yeah. I know people will say, well, why does that matter? It matters when you have a league that's, you know, 80 percent black and you only have like, what, seven or seven or eight black coaches, you know, right. Four of which are actually coaching in the damn playoffs now um, or left in the playoffs right now. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a really good coach. He's been a good coach for a very very long time, but he's a guy that let's be honest, uh, you I give him a pass on Boston because that 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 trio had two maybe three seasons of great basketball left in him. Those guys had a lot of miles on them. It wasn't like he got those guys, you know, at 29. Hell, he it wasn't like you got those guys at 31. You got those guys at 34, 35. That 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 roster was on borrowed time. So I I give him a pass on Boston. I don't give him a pass on the Clippers, and I definitely don't give him a, a pass on the Sixers Philly. team this year. Yeah. Like he's got to get the job done. And again, two collapses of historic proportions, especially in back to back games. That's on the coach. That's not on the play. That's that's to me. That's you not having the focus and the and the and the attention of your team to the point where this doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's on coaching. Everybody will blame players. And yeah, of course, players play, coaches coach. But as a coach, you got to have your team in the right mental state to be like, yo, you're not, we're not, we blew it once, we're not doing it again. And they did it again. And what and what coach continuously has his team not in the right state though? That's Doc. I don't know what's going on with him, which is weird though, because he seems like on the surface to be a hell of a motivator. 
which, you know, like on, on the surface, when you see him coach, when you see how he gets along with the players, when you hear yeah. about how respected he is around the league, it's kind of weird to see his teams fall up short. Not only fall up short, but continually just flat out choke. Like there's no other way to say it. Like his teams choke over and over and over again. Do you, do you he think, has blown. Do you think it's because he's not a great X's and O's coach? Yeah. I, I, I also think his lineups, like he, he throws out awful lineups. I think his rotations awful lineups, are awful, awful rotations. He's not a, yeah, yeah. he's not a great X's and O's coach. And, and yeah. I, I, and to be honest, I've always been a little iffy on the whole X's and O's things. Cause there's a lot of guys that are great X's and O's coach that can't coach themselves out of a yeah, paper it's, bag. It's lineups, man. His lineups are brutal. His I mean, lineups, yeah. his lineups are brutal. I think it is. Uh, I think, uh, I think doc is great at getting guys prepared to play, which is ironic that we're saying that now that we're making this criticism about him. But I think doc normally nine times out of 10 in the, especially in the regular season is a master motivator. He's, he's got it played. He's got the receipts. He's, he's a guy that commands respect. He walks into the locker room. He owns it. He's got that voice. He's got that like fatherly figure type. Right. But I don't feel like that makes necessarily a great coach, especially a championship winning coach. And I right. feel like that's what gets him in trouble is that a, doc is a, you know, I almost feel like doc rivers is better with a young team than he is with a team, either a veteran team or a team with too much expectation. Like if okay. doc coached, like if doc coached the Kings, He'd be great, right? Because he could motivate that young team. He could change the culture, change the franchise overnight. I think that he, I think he'd be great for the Kings. I don't know if I don't know if Doc can coach like, you know, Golden State. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like I think Clay Thompson and Steph would look at this guy like, what? Like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> That's what I think it is, right? I, I don't know what it is, man. I and we're psychoanalyzing, but I, I just don't know what it is with Doc, man. But he's he's got he. Listen, it's get like I said before. I, it's getting really hard and harder to continuously defend Doc Rivers when it's like it's obvious now. Like, dude, you blew a three-one lead last year. You've blown multiple three-one leads in this, and then you had, and then this, and then this year, when everything was there for you to take, and you have two historic meltdowns the way that you do. It's it's, and then you lose games, and then on top of that, it's bad enough that you do that. And then you have a, a, a game seven in your building and then you lose right to a team that had no all-stars. I know that that's, like, it's still a, a young team, but I mean, and yeah. yeah. And that's the worst part for me. I mean, I, I know the Hawks are a nice story and I know Trey young is ascending and you know, you just made the comment about them having no all-stars, but Trey young, I mean, if anyone is close to being all-star, who's not an all-star, it's Trey young. And John so. Collins is a really good player. Yeah. John Collins is a stud and it, it, they have players and they're deep and it, it and whatnot. But I, we, I said this on the dime, like we got to stop pretending the Hawks b- belong in the Eastern Conference Finals or, or that they belong on the same court with the Sixers. There is no reason why the Philadelphia 76ers should have lost to the Hawks. None. Like absolutely none. I'm sorry. I know it's a nice story. I get the Hawks are fun to watch. I know they have shooters. Nathan Millen's a good coach. It's a nice story, but there's absolutely no reason why no, the, you know the 76ers what? should lost I'm, I'm not going to I'm not, not going to let you do that, Josh. None. I'm not going to let you do that. No, I'm not going to let sorry, you. Man. I'm sorry, man. No, this is. This should have ended in five. Listen, I want to, you know why I don't want, you know, I'm not going to go there with you because it's not like the 76ers had massive injuries or have been snake. But I know Ben Simmons had the, had the, had the, uh, had the meniscus or whatever, but you know, my motto, if you injured, don't play. If you play, you're not injured. Well, that's what I'm hear. saying. I'm, I'm saying it's more about, it's more about the Sixers losing this and the Hawks winning it. That's my but, point. But, 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 I, but I, I, I do feel like you're selling the Hawks a little short here in this sense, right? I feel like. Yes, in a in if everything played out 
completely the way it should have. Should the should the Hawks be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Probably not. They should have lost but, that series in five, but, Manny. But <laughs> hey, but this is but this is but this is but my point is it's not like the Sixers had an it's not like this was I, this may sound like sour grapes, but it's not like Phoenix, right? Where like I can't take Phoenix seriously because I know for a fact if AD bone calcium is there for even like 70% of his body. <laughs> like drank, I knew drank his milk. <laughs> right. His milk. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he drank his milk, <laughs> like I know that that series is over in five, maybe six tops. You get what I'm saying? Like, so like they beat a depleted Laker team okay, and they see, beat I a see, depleted Nuggets team. You know, say so like where everybody's like giving Phoenix Sun the Phoenix Suns love. It's like, bro, first of all, you beat the Lakers who would have waltzed to the fucking finals again had AD not hurt. I know shoulda, woulda, coulda, it whatever. I get it. That was that was the wrestling conference finals right there. That that matchup. That was I agree. Yeah, I I agree. And then you have them beating a depleted Denver team. Which how the hell did that team even beat Portland? That's that's. Yeah. That's for another. And now that's a, and now day. And now a depleted uh, Clippers team, right? And then a Clippers team that's without probably one of the top three or four players in the world. Like, let's be fair. Like all this love that Phoenix is getting. Like, let's let's be fair. Like, let's. It's it's a little premature. Like Phoenix has been incredibly lucky. Now give them credit. They've taken advantage of the of the card that they would dealt. All you can do is control the, the situation that you're in, right? And they've done a massively good job of doing that. That being said, I feel like your criticism or your take is i feel like your take is that you're like you're lumping the hawks in that kind of like cinderella ish type of feel like a phoenix that's why i'm not gonna let you do it like look i agree with you if if philly handles <sighs> yeah. their business if philly handles their business you're right the series is over in five but you gotta give that young team credit man philly imploded and that young team took it to them they took yeah, I mean, those they snatched those games they snatched them and and you got to be able to do that too because philly could be trying to give away the games all they want and then it's up to the hawks to take it and i'll give you that i'm not going to say that the hawks had no role in the reason why they won the series they obviously did they outperformed philly especially in clutch situations you know the whole series my thing is though is that if philadelphia just doesn't collapse on its head this series is over in five you know that old age question yeah. of who did did the Sixers did the Hawks win the series or the Sixers? Win? Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you can go back and forth debating yeah. it, but for me, it's clearly the Sixers lost. The no, series. the Sixers the Sixers lost yeah. the series. Absolutely, yeah. they did one thousand percent. They did one thousand percent. I mean, it, I, I, there's no. I'm not. The Hawks are a nice story, but they're a second round team at best. At best, to me, that is their ceiling. Obviously, it's not their ceiling because now in the Eastern Conference, they're finals. young. They're young, but they're yeah, young. But to, but to me, it's like there's no reason why. If, like if that best of seven game series gets played ten times, I, I think the Sixers win it nine out of ten times, or they should at least. There's no reason why the Hawks should be in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, and you know that could be a lot of. You know the Nick fan in me who's still kind of bitter about what happened. It's okay, <laughs> first it's okay man. It's yeah. okay. I'm a bitter Laker I fan. I just I just had my bitterness show out. Just it's fine. It's okay. A little bitter. Yeah. A little bitterness is okay in small doses. Nah, yeah. man. I look. I get what you're saying. I just I really like this Hawks team, and I told you that before the series started. Remember, I I, I we had this discussion last night through text, and I was like, did I, listeners, did I pick the Hawks? Two weeks ago, I, I, I could have sworn I did. But, but for me, like for you picking the Hawks was more about the Sixers. You not trusting the right, Sixers. Right, right, you know, right. It wasn't about like, oh, you know, I like this Hawks team. I think they could do X, Y, Z and, you know, outperform. It was more like, I don't trust the Sixers. That's that. That's my point. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Listen, I'm I'm not debating you on that in the sense that I think you're right. The Sixers did lose the series. I mean, they had two epic meltdowns and then you lose a game seven on a row. But I also got to give this Hawks team credit. Like Nate is out coaching Doc Rivers. Like he out coached him severely. And again, you got to give this young team credit, you know, and, and six yeah. and the Sixers beat them at their best. I don't want to hear about meniscuses. I don't. I don't I'm not I'm not trying to hear that. You know, Joel Embiid still had big numbers in this series and still played pretty well. Like I don't, I don't want to hear. And and he's another and guy. Seth Curry. And you know, and, and you know oh, go, go off Joel. No, no, go off on Joel. No, you know what? Joel is another guy because he's another guy that escapes a lot of criticism. How many turnovers did he have last night? I don't know. I didn't see the box score. What do you have? I didn't see the box score either, but I know it was a shit ton. I think he had like seven or eight turnovers, and then he had a crucial turnover and the biggest game. Yeah, the biggest game at the end of the game. When Gallo pit pockets you, that's not good. <laughs> right. And it's like he escapes a lot of criticism. And that's a guy that I have called a phony for a while. He is a front runner if there ever was one. When everything is going great, you love Joel. He's he's the ultimate troll. He's making shirts of him dunking on people. He's, you know, he's picking on Andre Drummond. Like Andre Drummond, really? That's low-hanging fruit. Like seriously, you know, Hassan Whiteside. Like, seriously, stop. Like, this is this guy, he's a front runner. Everything is going great. It's wonderful. It's great. He can't, he can't, he can't, he doesn't, he's never met a microphone. He doesn't love when everything is going great. And then of course his team collapses and he, and he contributes to the collapse. It's not like he was KD out there. Just, just willing, willing something to happen. You know, he is actively contributing in the, in the downfall and he doesn't speak to the media. Then he has, then he has the presser last night where he literally sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those kids <laughs> and that damn dog and, and these officials that aren't calling anything. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. Like you sound terrible right now. Like, seriously, this is the guy that you're paying $35 million to who's the face of your franchise. Man up. You weren't great enough. You weren't better. You weren't good enough in this series. Let's be fair. I don't want to hear about a meniscus. I don't. You played. Play better. Yeah. Right. And I was going to sound harsh and it's sacrilege to critique Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. He 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 skates away with a lot. He gets away with a lot. He gets away with murder. Everything gets thrown. Doc Rivers can't coach. Brett Brown's an idiot. Ben Simmons, you know, this guy, you know, Markel Fultz can't shoot, you know, all these other things. And Joel Embiid just gets no criticism. None. Well, that's because the rest of the organization falls flat on its face, like literally falls flat on its face when it comes to these situations. Like Ben Simmons fell flat on his face. Doc Rivers fell flat on his face. Ben, Joel Embiid, I mean, you can say whatever you want. I mean, he was the best player for the Sixers. He's, he, he's listen, out of all the problems yeah. they have, you can argue he's not even that's a problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you I list the five, if you list, you, if you have a list of things that are wrong with the Sixers, like Joel Embiid doesn't come up for a while. I understand that, you but know, I, I can it, say it, Tobias, it, Tobias Harris was inconsistent. You know, there, oh, there, was yeah. a lot, there were a lot of things that went wrong for the Sixers this series. Joel Embiid, for the most part, played really, really well. He had that horrible second half. Um, was it either game? I think game four was or it was game, game three, whatever. Five, I believe. Five, game yeah, five. Horrible yeah. second half. Um, which honestly contributed to the comeback that the Hawks had. So th- there was that. But for the most part, Joel Embiid was the reason why the Sixers even won any game that they won this series. So I, I do get what you're saying, and he does deserve some criticism. The problem is, is that the Sixers are such a dumpster fire that you can't <laughs> give the same amount of criticism to somebody where when everybody else is just falling flat on their face. And, and, and I know, I know, I know. But that, pre- I but, it, that pre- but that, but that post-game interview just really pissed me off yesterday. Yeah. It just yeah. really drove me insane. I was like, really? This 
this is this is what the fuck this is what you're doing now like seriously like just you know what just say you know what hey they beat us we beat ourselves we did a lot of different things but they also beat us and you know we're gonna come we have to come back better next year and and just you know the cliche answer look sometimes everybody bags on the cliche sports answer no this there's a reason why they're cliche and they've been used forever because they work they they, they make you look better than just going out there and sounding like he's he literally sounded like a child last night yeah yeah he did and he always does he to, to, to to your point he always does he 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 has a lot of Dwight Howard in him. Prime Dwight Howard, he has a lot of that in him. I think he's worse. Let me be honest with you. I think he's worse. He could be. He could be. Yeah. He could I, be. I think I think I think he has that. And like Dwight to me just wanted to be happy and and like it, it, it came from a different spot where I think Joel's more of a narcissist. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, you gotta speak to the media. Like, I think you should talk to the media. I think those guys, you know, you know here you are a guy making $30 million and you're going to take it out on a guy making 20 bucks an hour. That's got to get a piece in by midnight. Like, seriously, that's what you're going to do, you know, because you're mad about some game, seriously. Like when people have real jobs and real deadlines and stuff like that. Like, so I, 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 I'm always, although I'm not like one of those, like, Oh, that's how dare you do that? Like, right. but I, I do think I, it does bother me when guys don't, don't talk to the media and, and especially him, because again, when everything is going right, when he's, you know, when he's got 40 and 20 and he's dunked on somebody, he can't wait to find a microphone or a fucking Twitter account or IG to, to, to mess and tell the world how great he is. And then of course, when things go bad, he, he runs. And it's everybody yeah. else's fault. He's a front runner. It's that's a definition of a front runner. Listen, I think we've diagnosed the Sixers pretty much well enough. What's the fix? Because I don't know. There's an easy answer for that either. You trade Ben Simmons. Yeah, they have to. You start. You start Tyrese Maxey, who was another bright spot all series. Mm-hmm. I think Tyrese Maxey is probably their point guard of the future. I I, I love his game, man. He, he's he's a freaking dog. Love him. So it's I the I identity of that team too. Yeah. I, I, yep. yeah. And they need that. They need yep. that. They need someone like Maxi. So I think going forward, you see what you have in Maxi, see if he's the guy you, you start with it. And if not worst case, he's someone you bring off the bench. Um, so trade Simmons, see what you can get for him. I mean, there's a lot of suitors out there. You have McCollum from the Blazers. Maybe, you know, you add someone who can pretty much score from anywhere on the perimeter, put the ball in his hands and, and create. Um, it's something I think the Sixers are missing. They wanted Tobias Harris to do that. And you see what he did in the playoffs. He's really inconsistent with that. So, um, you know, there are different deals out there that I think the Sixers Tobias can't Harris. Tobias Harris is the best player on the 10th seed in the West. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That, that's what Tobias Harris is. Yeah. So uh, he can't be your, he can't be your second best player going forward. No. And, but listen, Ben Simmons right now, I, I think, you know, if, if I'm a GM, his value probably isn't, it, it's going to be as low as you could probably get it. Like, I, I think that whoever gets him could probably get a good deal for him, but you still have to give up something. It's still going to be a name. You can still get a name for Ben Simmons. If, if you're Dow Maury, ship him. You have to. You have to ship him. Joel doesn't want him there. Doc didn't seem like he wanted him there. He kind of walked back some of his comments today. But I don't think anyone in the Sixers organization wants him there. I read some comments, um, some behind-the-scenes comments about how some front office people were frustrated because he didn't get better at anything. So I just think there's a lot of frustration there in Philadelphia with Ben. He seems to be the scapegoat, and I'm not saying it's rightfully so, but you know that's what it is. And I think you have to choose between Joel and Ben. And if I'm choosing one of them, I'm choosing Joel because he's the far more dominant player than Ben is, and he's the one with less question marks. He does have character issues. Yes, he's a front runner and all that good stuff, but let's not act like he wasn't an MVP candidate this year. Oh, no, no, no. 
So like he, I, he's, you build, he's a tremendous player. Yeah. You build around him and you build around his skill set. The Sixers still will be in the playoffs. If you make the right moves, if you trade for the right person, you might be the one seed in the Eastern Conference again with a whole new identity and a whole new vibe. You know, that whole relationship between Ben and Joel, Joel and Bede, I mean, people question whether or not they even liked each other for the past few years. And I, I don't know if they do, but I'll tell you what, Manny, if you and I are on the same team and let's just say you put on a performance like Ben Simmons, you're my boy. I'm not throwing you under the bus like that ever, ever. Yeah. I don't care how, I don't care how you played. I'm not saying what Joel Embiid said. So, so to me, that that's a red flag. That, that, that's just a lack of respect there. And you can't have that on a team, especially if, you, if you're revolving your team around something like a, a Ben Simmons, who, who you've been revolving around for a while. So, so for me, you got to get rid of him. I, I, think it's, I think it's the process is done or that era, what, whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to get rid of him now. It, it's, it's, too, you, you, it's almost to the point where you can't come back next season, next training camp and have him in the locker room. You can't. How do you, how do you, it's like, it's like a kicker that blows a big game in a playoff game or, or a closer that blows a big postseason. Like you, you almost, it's almost like it's bad juju. Like it's almost like it's a, it's a dark, it's like a dark cloud over a franchise because you yeah. bring him back next year and the first losing streak, the first time he misses a free throw, the first time he doesn't even attempt a shot or whatever. It's, it's just, it, it just hangs over the franchise. Yeah. So you're right. I, I, I think it's done. It, they've gone as far as they can with it. They need to find a, a suitor. I actually think his value is because I think that like, like there's people like you that are still in love with his talent and his potential that honestly, I think that the, I think that you'll get something of, of pretty significant. I mean, obviously his trade value is not what it would have been, you know, two years ago, but right. it's still at a point where he, you can get a lot for Ben Simmons um, under the right circumstance. And, you know, I've, there's been some trade packages out there that have been thrown around. I've, I've gotten a chance to look at, you can, you can, you know, you can, you can get a good deal for him. And, but, but you're right. I think they have to have to trade this guy because it's like, what are you doing? If you're, if, if you're bringing him back, like, what are you trying to prove at that point? It's just stubbornness, right? Exactly. Like at that point, like it's that's, just like, that's, that's just a Sixers organization, like hell bent on making it work. Cause they want to be right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just to play fantasy GM for a minute, you know, what do you, if you, if you put, put your GM hat on, you know, you're the GM of an of X team, you know, what's the perfect deal for Ben Simmons that, that, that benefits ben, both sides. I, I, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is for McCollum, because I do think the Blazers, um, if you put, if you put Ben in that point forward position, it could work. Obviously, him and Dame can't coexist with Dame as point because Dame needs a ball in his hands. He does. Mm-hmm. But if, if you have someone like Ben who can like the Blazers are a lot about shooting threes, and I don't I don't know how their next coach who their next coach is going to be, but if you put Ben in there who can like run that Draymond role and drive and kick or drive to the basket and score, along with Dave at the perimeter with that Steph Curry role, you could pretty much duplicate what the Warriors mm-hmm. have been doing. And, and won championships with. And then they have that asset in CJ. You can give the Sixers. And I think the Sixers can use CJ because they really need someone who can create their own shot on the perimeter. They, mm-hmm. they need that. And CJ doesn't play defense whatsoever, but you have Matisse Teibel who can play. You do have players who can kind of hide, you can hide CJ. Them, yeah. So I, I think that's probably the best deal where both teams could, could make out good. Yeah, that CJ is obviously the obvious one. I haven't really dissected it too much. Um, I saw I one that I thought who, was. I don't also don't know who else is out there though. That's another thing. Like who else? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to have this conversation in a month, right? Because yeah. 
you know, we just don't know what the landscape looks like, you know, in a month. But I, I, I saw one on Bleacher that caught my eye. What about OKC for Simmons? You know, you trade him for Kemba and some picks. I, man, I see for me, you already have someone there, Maxi, who you, who, who's cheap, who has proven that he comes up big in the playoffs. You know, do you, do you want, but Maury Kemba, likes we, names, you know, you know, no, Maury likes Kemba, names. What, what, what was Kemba this year? Kemba was a zero this year, man. And he has, he's owed a lot of money. I, I just rather go with someone who else who's not going to pretty much shake up the dynamic of the team already. Like the shooting guard position is a position the Sixers need immediately. Point guard, mm-hmm. not so much. So I, I would go, I personally would prefer McCollum over Kemba. And I think CJ's better than Kemba. That's another one. Yeah. 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 What about Simmons to Dallas? A part of a, a three team oh, trade. For, for Porzingis? Yeah. Porzingis. They're throwing out Simmons I think to Porzingis Dallas. Porzingis to Houston. John Wall to Philadelphia. Oof, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that deal. Uh, I mean, Simmons for Dallas would be interesting. Yeah, I guess, but but Luca's the same. Like a reason why Luca and KP didn't really work out was because KP uh, KP never got the ball. He never had the ball in his hands. Luca always had the ball in his hands. But do, his, but do you want crazy. Do, do you want Ben Simmons to have the ball in his hands? It's, the, it's an honest question. Ben I guess. Simmons needs to go to an offense where the ball is consistently moving and he plays a dream right. role. You're one thousand percent correct right. about that, and that's not Dallas. That's not Dallas. Yeah. No, I think people are just throwing out names to throw names. Yeah. But. You know, I listen, I agree with you. I think the Kemba one is interesting. I could see the Sixers, especially if, you know, you know, if Presti offers them because I'm telling you that you know, if the if the Sixers really wanted to, they could probably who knows about it now because the whole world knows that they have to trade him now. So it's almost now like you're defeating your own value just by the fact that everybody knows that you have to trade him. You know, you want to trade from a position of strength, not a position of need, but you know, so maybe they won't be able to fleece a team out of a maybe a, a, a pick like that. But who knows? Maybe Presti is like, yo, we got Shea Gillis. You know, we got Shea. You know, you add Ben Simmons. Right. You know, we've got some young pieces here. You know, we'll give you guys a pick or two. Like, right. and then if, and, and, you know, we'll throw in Kemba's contract and maybe throw in another piece. You know, that's not, and, and look, and maybe, you know, Maury likes names and maybe they feel like, hey, you know, Kemba, new situation, still an opportunity to play in the East, you know, get an opportunity to stick it to the Celtics, you know, a couple of times, you know, maybe he finds the fountain of youth again, maybe his knees and bone calcium work again. I, you know, who knows, right? You could <laughs> listen, you could tell yourself anything as a GM, right? You can sell yourself on anything, right? Like, you know, hell, take it on Ben Simmons is a risk too. You know, you could tell yourself that, hey, we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. What we'll if you find don't? it. We'll, what if you don't? Exactly. What if this is who Ben Simmons is? Well, if it you is, know, then, going he, forward. then you got to play him in the Draymond role. Where there's nothing wrong with that. He's he's better than right. Draymond. So, right, right. Yeah. So, look, I, I think the Ben Simmons thing is is one of the most fascinating stories I've seen in the NBA in a long time. Man, I, again, a guy that just legitimately, you know, you 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 always heard the jokes of guys that ran away from the ball, didn't want the ball. Like, no, this guy literally did not want the ball at all like it just it's 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 and again it's sad because again this guy is a supremely talented kid i mean he's a really talented player but you know he's got to figure it out that light has to come on man because if not yeah you're 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 in you're stuck in nine miles of bad road with this kid and and for the money that you're paying him jesus you know 29 million dollars for ben simmons and you you literally have no hope or no faith that he can shoot even like basic wow. rudimentary shooting. 
Yeah, we're better shooters than him. <laughs> like legit, legit. Like, how does that happen? How? I don't know, man. How? I, I, oh, I've watched footage God. of him in high school and college and even summer league and he shot was ugly, but he was shooting and it was going in. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. But yeah, let's move off the Sixers, though, because we got to get to another meltdown. The Utah Jazz. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I saw the last one live in person, man. That was that was I, 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 I well, first of all, how was the atmosphere there? The atmosphere. Listen, Clipper fans get a lot of grief, you know, because they have the second team and, you know, there's not much of a fan base. <clears throat> but that building was loud, man. That building was loud and raucous and my section particularly was going nuts i had a guy so excited that he fell down <laughs> and landed on the back of my neck it felt like i got punched in the back of the head <laughs> well it was amazing and the guy next to me cried like when the game was over it cried and it hit me i was like oh shit like this guy's been a clipper fan his whole life and this is the furthest he's ever seen his team go like it didn't hit me till the game was over. Like this is the first time the Clippers are going to the Western Conference Finals. This is a huge deal for everyone in this building, and yeah. you could feel it, man. They were going nuts. They were in it the whole game. The fans were in it. Terrence Mann, I, I was at the Terrence Mann game. That's what I'll tell everybody for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that um, is. But it's funny because just the perception of the Utah Jazz that I had going into the series, had you were just, high on them. I it, listen, all year. Every team that I love, every team that I love, just like this has just not only massively disappointed, but just have practically imploded to the point where I'm like, you can't return next year. Like there <laughs> needs to be shakeups. Something has to happen with you. And I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on that. So I'm going to let you hear that. But my initial thoughts, like watching Donovan Mitchell live in person, I was like, this man is unreal. Like he's better in person seeing him like navigate the offense and how he like maneuvers around defenders. It, it, it felt like it was a video game just watching him in person. And all I could think about the first half was like, man, I hope the Jazz loses series so he goes to the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Already playing fantasy GM right there. Yeah, yeah. Don't um, be don't be like Nick's Twitter, man. Uh, nah, okay, man the I, Jazz will trade us Donovan Mitchell for yeah. uh, Steve Novak's contract. What? <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. No, I, I, I man, I would love if Donovan came to the Knicks, but that's like I said, we're not gonna, hey. we're not gonna play that right now. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I I'll let you go, man, because I know you had a lot of words for disgusting, God jazz. So I'm, I want to hear what you say. Disgusting, appalled, literally one of the worst. I, honestly, this was probably worse than the two Sixer collapses. It was. It, it it was the worst collapse I've ever seen. Yeah, that that was that like, bro. I've I never was, seen. I've never seen a team. You you blow a twenty five point lead in the second half and lose by twelve. How how bro, is that possible? I was sitting in the house on Friday night at seventy five to fifty. I left to go get some food. Left, you know. I went to go get some food, grab some wine. You know, um, you know, I got to the restaurant. I waited for, I didn't even check my phone. I was like, oh, this game's over. Usually if I leave and there's a big game on, I'll, you know, I'll have the alerts on or whatever, or I'll have, you know, the box score on. I didn't even do that. I was like, okay, this game's over. Yeah. Clippers will probably make a run because, it's, you know, is it ever over? I'll probably get it down to like 15 or 10, give a little bit of a hint that they're fighting back, but pretty much this game's over. Right. And something told me, you know, I go to the restaurant, I sit there, I wait, my food wasn't ready just yet, you know, 10 minutes, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I wait there, get my food, come back or go out, get to the car, go, go to, um, 
go to the store called Tacoma Boys here, get the wine, bring it back to the house. You know, and on my way home, something and you know, on my group chats are starting to blow up. I'm like, group chat blowing up. It should be like a fucking blowout, right? And I see a comment from one of my boys, and it's like, um, Terrence Mann is killing these niggas. Like, that's all I see. Like, it's just out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, what? Like, wait, what? That can't be. First of all, Terrence Mann. And second of all, 7550 in my head, right? I fucking turn on YouTube TV, the app on my phone, and it's, I, can't, I didn't even remember that, but it was a four point game. I was like, what the fuck? So then I get out of So then I make another stop because I had to grab something real quick from Walgreens and I, I didn't have my phone on. And then I, and then I come back and I remember this score, like maybe 10 minutes later, I come back and it's 107 to 100 Clippers. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? And I'm just like, literally just like, wait, what? Like, I'm like literally going through the matrix. Like, wait, what? Like, what is going on? Honestly, what? And then, of course, you get home, you rush back to get home, you watch the fourth, you know, watch the rest of the game and the end of the game. And, and then you see the highlights and you rewatch some of that fourth, you know, the second half. And it's just like one of the worst collapses I have ever seen in basketball. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, like this is this is up there with Portland game seven Western Conference finals 2000, like meltdown meltdown. Like, yes, you, you on, on every, every facet of the game, everything you think of. Yeah, it, it it was just it was just that bad. Listen, Ty Lu, I take back everything I've ever said negatively. You and I have both not been the biggest Ty Lu fans. I have been a harsh critic of Ty Lu, but I take it back. He coached circles, circles around Quinn Snyder. And you know, it's interesting. It, 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 all all Quinn Snyder had to do, like this, is the only thing he had to do. Literally, the only thing he had to do. He got Rudy Gobert. That's it. <laughs> when you say it that, like that, it, it, it it's even more maddening, right? It's like that's just, it. That's, that's him out that of is, the game. That is literally the only thing you had to do. Go small. That's it. That's it. Especially when you were up seventy five fifty. Like just that's take it. him out of the game. That is He's, all, his work is done for the night. That's that's all. Like that, and that's the maddening thing, right? Because it's like, yeah, the Jazz kind of went cold, but like it was defensively. The Clippers, it was literally shooting practice. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that, defensively, it, the Jazz are a joke defensively. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about net efficiency ratings and all right. defensive ratings and all that shit. That's this is see. This is why I tell people all the time: you got to watch the games. You got to watch the games. You, you can't listen to these stat geeks out here throw out these meaningless stats that don't mean anything. It's like watch the game with your two eyes. If you know basketball, you know a team. You know a team is a good defensive team when you see it. You just know it. You see. You can see it. You can feel it. You know it. The Utah Jazz are one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen. I mean, they're just hitting. I mean, it's practice out there. I mean, Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson are hitting clay level st- threes. Clay were, level threes. But they were they were open. That, that that's just the crazy open like, exactly. Open and the way they got open too, like the perimeter defense for the like it was literally like whoever had the ball blew by their defender, got into the paint. Rudy stepped up, overhelped, and the corner was yeah. open for three. Yeah, Rudy looked. I, I listen. I I almost felt bad for the guy. He yeah. looked so lost that it, it was it was it was comical. It literally literally was comical. Like it almost made like it, he he looks like he looked like he didn't even belong. He didn't right. even belong in the league. Right. Like that's how bad he looked. Like I mean, he, he was so lost out there that it was, 
it, it, it was maddening. Look, the, the Utah Jazz, this is a loss that is going to define this franchise until they win a championship. Absolutely. So it, so it, always so always it, it, in my in my eyes, they've they've gotta they've gotta have a Bucks moment where they win a game seven on the road. Tough. Like they gotta we'll get to the Bucks, but like they gotta win that type of game for them to get, get over this loss. Like right. this is this is one of those losses that will define this run. This run, this this iteration of jazz teams that'll define them. Because you can't first of all, you lost to a Kawhi less a Kawhi-less Clippers team. Twice. 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 At home in your building. Yep. And then on the road. When Kawhi is injured and the Clippers are without Kawhi, one of the top three, four, five, whatever you want to put them, players in the world, that you, it goes, to, it, 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 first of all, you were favored in the series and you were supposed to win that series anyway because you were the better team, supposedly, and you had the best record and home field advantage, yada, 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 right? Number one seed, all that. But then when their best player and arguably the best player on the court isn't even playing, you're supposed to win that series. And you not only did you lose the series, but you lose it in epic fashion. Listen, if I'm owning the, the Utah Jazz, I, I would have been tempted to fire Quinn Snyder Friday night. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have got back on the bus. Do, do you and think- I know it's hyperbolic and, ra- and irrational. I get it. Yeah. But that's how bad of the loss that was. Like, I, I would have literally considered firing that man. Do you think that coaches feel pre- like not pressure, but is it pride? Is it ego? Like, oh, it's ego. It's pride. It's yeah. pride. It's pride. Is it like, I don't know why people don't understand. Like coaches are egotistical bastards, just like anybody else. They have yeah. they, the coaches have as much, if not more egos than even players. Yeah. You know, these are, you know, and listen, I, I love did, Quinn Snyder. I, he's created, a, he's, he's I a, created this. Yeah, he, I'm I'm the coach of the year or candidate yeah. for coach of the year. I've won this many games. I've won the most games in the Western Conference over the last three years. You know, yada, yada, all this shit. And it's like, doesn't matter. Like coaches are egotistical too, man. But the greatest coaches know when to step back and let their players dictate. They know when to make adjustments. They know when to change and adapt. The greatest coaches know how to do that in every sport. And you can't be a big time coach and see what's going on out there and say, you know what? I'm going to keep this guy out there for just for just. And maybe he felt like, look, putting, you know, Derek favors out there wasn't going to be any better. But you at least have to try. You have to try. I mean, you have your defensive player of the year, three time. Def- OK, we can argue that he should be three times or whatever, whatever. I think everybody would agree that Rudy Gobert is a better player than what he showed. And he's lost out there. Like Josh, he was lost out there. Like literally looked helpless. Yeah. yeah. And as a coach, you can't see that and be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to keep him out there. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> this will shake through. And I think, I think what it's also done. And I think this era specifically, I think what, I think the three point shot has made coaches almost I don't know if it's just been like blind to what they're seeing with their eye. Like, I feel like they're victims of like the three point shot because they feel like, oh yeah, Rudy's Rudy's struggling out there, but Hey, Bog, all we need is a Bogdan cup three and a couple threes. And that's it. We're back. You know, we're back. And it's like, right. right. No, like you got to coach, like you got to put your players in the best positions to succeed. That's what a coach does. Right. And, and Quinn Snyder did not do that. And, 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 and what's so, What's so angering to me is like, I know Quinn Snyder's a better coach than that. 
Quinn Snyder is one of the best coaches in basketball. I know he's capable of, of, of drawing up a game plan. I know he's capable of seeing what we all saw, millions of people saw. Take Gobert out of the game. He is a matchup problem right now. Like, take him out of the game. And it's like, you don't make that adjustment? You don't see what we're seeing here? Like, what, what are we doing here? What kind of Mickey Mouse operation is this shit? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, so, so yeah, man. Like, I think it's ego. I think it's, I think it's the three-point shot. I think these coaches feel like, look, hey, we're just one, one barrage of threes away from being up 20. But so is the other team. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. It, you know, that's just the way the game is now. Yeah, man, I, I don't get it at all. Um, like like I said before, it's to me, there was no reason to keep rooting that game. It was obvious that him being out there was absolutely killing, absolutely killing the Jazz. The only thing I could think of was that the perimeter defense of the Jazz, they were getting blown by. Like the, the that, that, were that, it. So, that's so probably the me, better answer. That's probably the so better me, answer. If, if I'm Snyder, I justify it like, well, you know, our perimeter defenders weren't keeping anyone in front of them and we needed to protect the basket. But it's like, well, you're not really protecting the bat. Like you had to protect a three point line. That's what you needed to protect at that moment in time. And you can't tell me you can have a lineup of like Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles. Like, right, 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 right. I'm not saying they're the best perimeter defenders out there, but that would have sufficed over what you had out there. And then on top of that, you still would have had shooting. But Bogdanovich, like those four people I just named off the top of my head, would have done a better job than whatever was out there or whatever lineups you were out there. And then also, Connolly was hurt. You're off 25 points. Oh, Connolly was like Connolly was put, done. He, yeah. Yeah. So put so put able bodies in there and and just go small and 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 defend the three point line because that's what was killing you was the three point line. It, it was that simple. It was it was such a basic adjustment that it blows my mind that it wasn't made from a coach like I said from like you said Quinn Snyder who I think is a very good basketball coach and it's probably the reason why he's not fired today is because of the good graces that he's had the past few years and what he's done yeah I totally agree um I, listen you can make a huge case no, not, not you can you definitely have to make the case that the Phoenix, that Phoenix that Utah isn't in the position that they're in without two people right Donovan Mitchell obviously um, yeah. And Quinn Snyder coaching like he is a hell of a coach. And the fact that that roster, I just don't think they're that good. Let's be honest, like, let's have that conversation. I don't think they're that good. And, and what is it? And when you and, and me and you have disagreed on this all year, right? Because you kept bringing them up. Oh, the jazz, the jazz, the jazz, the jazz, the jazz. And I'm like, I look at that roster and I'm like, if Donovan is off or he's hurt, which, which clearly what it was the other night. Who is the other guy on this team that you can consistently rely on to get you buckets? Not shot, not, not threes, but a guy that could create his own shot and, and command the attention of the defense and say, guys, I'm going to get you a shot when we need it. Who's the other guy? Jordan Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson's the other when, guy. Yeah. When, when, when Jordan Clarkson is the other and, guy, and, and Connelly, that's a problem. And Connolly, but, and Connolly, but Connolly was hurt. Yeah. To me, Thirty, you know, ninety-three-year-old uh, Mike Conley shouldn't be that guy in two thousand twenty-one. I'm sorry, and no, Jordan I Clarkson. I love it. I love him. I love him. Baby huge Laker, first half. I love huge, huge first half. <laughs> oh my no, god, a huge no, first half. Yeah, but 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 Jordan, yeah. a guy like Jordan Clarkson shouldn't be your number two option. He's your I six agree. man for a reason, right? Yeah. So that's the problem. And I love Bogey. I love Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is one of my favorite players. But these are. They're not guys that you could rely on every night. 
and that's the shoot. problem. They're catch, catch and shoot, shoot guys. If you're on, it's like awesome. again, if you're, you're not, on yeah. exactly, exactly, and that's the thing with Utah, man. They just have no other guy besides Donnie Mitchell that can break you down off the dribble, yeah. create his own shot, and create and command the attention of the defense like that. They just don't have that other guy, and that's what they're missing. I, I really believe yeah. that that's what they're missing. You know, what I mean, like they just don't have that. So. Listen, it's a it, to me, it's a miracle that they even got to the position that they're in, honestly, because I just don't love the roster. Um, but yeah, once once Kawhi is hurt, once you're one and the fact that you blew an 0-2 lead in this series because you were up 2-0. And you know, how do you lose that series? How do you I mean, how do you let Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson kill you? How? And look, credit to those guys. I like Terrence, man. I think he's a really good player. That I love that kid's game. I you, the way you feel about Maxi, I feel about Terrence, man. I yeah. really like that kid. I like them. At, I, I like them at FSU as well. And then Reggie Jackson has found the fountain. Like, ha, has Reggie Jackson ever been this good? That's a real question I'm posing um, to everybody. I, I, has I Reggie Jackson ever been this good? He had a year in OKC where that got him the contract in Detroit. But yeah, the year that, that Westbrook could, was no. out, right? The yeah, year, yeah. Or the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, I, he's better now than he was then. This is the best. Yeah. Ba- this is the best basketball of his career for sure. Listen, he is playing the best basketball of his career, and he's wearing fucking Oakleys. Like <laughs> this is the crazy shit about it, right? Like he's wearing fucking Oakleys. Like he looks like he looks like he's like storming Felucia and then playing basketball at night. Like this shit is crazy to me. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild to me. No, man. But Jay, shout out to Reggie Jackson because he's playing exceptional basketball. I mean. Best basketball of his career. Marcus Morris contributed. Look, listen, the Clippers overnight became likable. Yeah. Once it's crazy. Down. Because Paul George's story, man, shout out to Paul George because, you know, he suffered with depression and anxiety last year in the bubble. And he got a lot of stuff like the pandemic P and everybody yeah. kind of doubted his abilities. And when Paul George is right, man, he is good. He is really freaking good. Really, really good. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to see that, man. Like, there's like this playoff run alone should get him enough clout where people just shut the hell up for the rest of his career. Like you can't people, say anything pe- anymore. People, people being me. Yeah, people be me. I'll shut the hell up. Uh, no, listen, and this is and th- like, honestly, this is all I ever wanted was like, Paul George, right. you are one of the 15, 20 best players in the world. Prove it. Show it every night. Every night you should be at least, if not the best, the second best player on the court every night. But it's also interesting to see how like some players just can't play second fiddle. Like they can't do it. I think that's part but that, of it. But that's, I, but that's, I, the, I but that's the, but that's the, to be his team. But that's the damning thing about it. They're, yeah. They're probably better if you played the second fiddle better. Right. Right. But <laughs> they're, ch- they're at least winning a championship if you were able to play the way he plays now as the second fiddle. Right. But he's in it, but he's incapable of. That's kind right. of the the catch 22, the double-edged sword with them. It's like they would be so much better if he just adapted to his role better, but he can't. So maybe that's the problem right there. Um yeah, man, the jazz. The jazz, man. What so what changes do they have to make? I mean, we talked, I mean, we perfectly diagnosed it, right? Well, they have what, yeah, they have they have to decide whether or not they can win with Rudy Gobert. You know, do you do you continue? Oh, you start you it? start asking that question now. I think you like, do. It, I mean, I, I mean that question's oh. kind of always already been asked. Like, do you kind of trade for trade Rudy and go in a different direction, you go a little smaller squad or or more dynamic squad squad? You get maybe someone who can help, you know. With Don, with Donovan scoring, you know, with the, creating their own shot and all that good stuff. I'm not saying I'm on the same bandwagon as like trade Ben Simmons. I am with Philadelphia, but with this, I think the question does need to be asked: like, does Rudy in the long run hurt us in the playoffs? Because a lot of the playoffs is switching for Mitch mismatches and getting mm-hmm. big guys out in the perimeter and and exploiting that mismatch. And 
you know, time and time again, Rudy kind of gets exposed in the playoffs because teams either bring him out to perimeter, switch off on him and take him to the rim, or they do what they did. They drive and kick and just get these open threes and it ends up killing the jazz every year. And he has, you know, these defensive players of the years because he can guard the rim. But what good are you guarding the rim if the team is constantly just shooting three pointers because you are overhelping or you are helping at the rim? So they have to figure something out. I don't know if you trade Rudy. I, I I don't know if I'm comfortable saying that just yet because I do think the Jazz are a few tweaks away from being, you know, a championship contender. I thought they were a championship contender this year. I think if they win this series with the Clippers, I think they beat the Suns. I really do. And I think they go to the finals. They just fell right on their face for whatever reason. So I, I don't think they're as far away. I don't I don't think you blow up the team, but I do think you you have some minor tweaks and you have to figure out a way to win with Rudy on the floor in the playoffs because I'm not really sure you can do that with the way that you know teams shoot the three and they and and use the pick and roll to exploit bigs on the perimeter. Yeah, I'm not ready to go with the trading Gobert yet. Um but maybe that is the solution. I, I just to me it it feels like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. It's or like, you just okay, playing 20 we, minutes in the playoffs. You just can't play him extended minutes. Well, I think the fix is you have more of the issue. As much as Rudy Gobert is going to be a punching bag for this loss, and in rightfully so, I don't think he's the problem. I think they just. I think their their issue is. I think they need to be more balanced offensively, and they need another guy. They need another guy. I'm not saying just take the ball and just create on zone. Yes, they do. Because if you have another guy... Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, if if they had another guy, I would argue that they're not even in that situation to begin with. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're like, yes. And and yes, Rudy Gobert is always going to present some sort of difficulties, especially in the postseason. Coaches adjust. But I think it's minimal if you have, A, a more balanced approach to your offense... Right, where you're just literally not. Ch- I mean, they they just all they do is chuck up threes. Yeah, like they have no, like like they like forget Plan B. They're just Plan A, and they're well, just gonna was, ride Plan A until it don't work, and it well, don't that, work. That, and I guess that was just, new this year, though. Like that's something they implemented this year. They weren't always chucking up threes until this year, and I think it worked so well for them. You know, they obviously got the one seed that they kind of right. just went within the playoffs. So now, does Quinn Snyder find a happy medium of what they used to be in this year? Or do you continue with that strategy? Like, hey, got us the one seed. We just kind of ran into some bad luck last year. Let's continue to do it. So, but yeah, I think yeah. you're right. They need, they need someone who can create off the dribble one-on-one, you know, who's not Jordan Clarkson. Because Jordan's nice, but he's nice off the bench. You need someone who can right. do that and help Donovan right. out in the starting lineup. Right. Uh, Jordan's a hot hand that you ride and you ride that motherfucker until it ain't hot no more. But right, as right. far as just like, oh, I'm relying on this guy to give me 25 a night. Yeah, that's right. not that's not the problem. Or that's not that's not ideal for me. That's a problem. Right. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the fix. I think you have to. I think you have to get more balanced offensively. I don't. I wouldn't trade Gobert because to me, you trade Gobert, then you're trying to replace Gobert, and that's right. the issue. Right. That's Robin Peter to pay Paul. It's like, yeah, okay, we got we got more dynamic, but. Now we don't have that rim protector. <laughs> it's like now you're in a situation where you're like now trying to replace Gobert. And sometimes that isn't always ideal. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's the fix. I don't know who that guy is. Insert name. I don't know who that guy is. Obviously, Utah is not a free agency destination. So you're not going to get it from the free agent free agency standpoint. So you're going to have to make some sort of big time trade. And I think they do need a trade. I think they need to shake it up a little bit. I yeah. think they need, you know, maybe not an overhaul, but definitely not an overhaul, but I think they need to make a trade. I don't know who you're trading. 
I don't know who's the asset that you're trading. Maybe it is Gobert. I, I, I'd be, I'd be hesitant to do that. Um, unless for the right guy. Now, if you're telling me I could trade Gobert and I'm getting Anthony Davis. Okay. Well then that's, that's a different conversation. Right. But I don't know. I think they, you know what they need? They need a Paul George. Yeah. They do, right? <laughs> That's what they do. They need a Paul George. This is it's essentially what they need. It's yeah. a Paul George, man. Um, yeah, but Utah until they until to me until they get another guy and they get more balanced offensively, they're just going to continuously run into this problem. And yeah, uh, yeah, that that's that's to me. But enough with the Utah um, Clippers, man. Clippers. I guess you got to give a couple minutes of love to them, man. They they again, I take back everything negative I've ever said about Ty Lue, Terrence Mann, what a story, uh, Paul George vindication and, and, and a resurgent postseason for him. Good for him. I, I've always liked Paul George the person. I think he's a good guy. Um, I've made fun of him, but, but I've made fun of him because I think we all know how good he is and we all know that he's better than what he's played in these postseasons. And that's the right. frustrating part. You know, I think it's like, you know, this guy's better than what he's shown. So just show it, you know, especially at the money that you're making. It's like, dude, you, we expect more. Um, so yeah, shout out to the Clippers, man. And as a Laker fan, it pains me to say that, but you know, it is what it is, man. They've played, they've played an exciting brand of basketball since Kawhi got hurt. It's amazing. They, the Clippers have become the lovable Clippers <laughs> overnight. It's crazy. It's like, a bunch of guys when, with chips on their shoulder. That's why. You know, you know, you're fucking, you're, you're done for when Pat Bev is hitting step back dagger threes. <laughs> Yo, I said that's that. what you know, bro. When Pat Bev hit the first one, he hit two of them. When he hit the first one, I turned to the guy next to me. I'm like, oh, it's over. I, I literally said that. Like, when Pat Bev hits a hits a, da- a a spot up three, it's over. And then like a minute later, he hit another one. I'm like, this is. Yeah. This yeah. is divine intervention. This is this is this is this is God looking out like, yo, I got y'all. I got yeah. y'all <laughs> for real. It's funny you said, uh, I said that. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. That's that's God looking out for real, for real, man. Yeah. That is that is God looking out <laughs> the best way possible. Yeah. Um. All right, and Bucks and the Nets, man. Um. He, I, this is my take on it, and I think a lot of people. Um, are gonna a little over, are gonna re- overreact to this series mm-hmm. about the Nets maybe collapse. I'm, I'm not gonna see too many uh, takes about the Nets collapsing, but the fact of the matter is, if Kyrie's healthy, if James Harden is healthy, I don't think this series is that close. I think this series pretty much came down to the fact that the Nets were just hobbling <laughs> this yeah. whole freaking round. I mean, James Harden, you can say whatever you want about his performance and how he plays in the playoffs. When you have a grade two hamstring, that is not easy to play with. And James yep. Harden's first step, I know he's like a big dude, but his first step is. Re- ridiculous like re- I, I can't even explain to you how ridiculous his first step is you lose that with your hamstring train period so you lose who you are period so i know he was physically out there and you saw him live in person it was james harden the person but it wasn't james harden so it was basically kd and friends because bruce brown to me is someone who no one even knew before the season started <laughs> so don't give me that he's help joe harris for the second straight playoffs in a row has just become the not the Joe Harris that we know, but the dude from the YMCA who, you know, shouldn't be in the league. Like it was, it was KD and friends. And even though he missed the, the final shot, you know, to tie the game and whatnot at the end, at, at the end of overtime, if it wasn't for Kevin Durant, that team would be nowhere near the position they were in in game seven to even win that game. He was phenomenal, you know, too bad he has big ass feet or else that would have been a three pointer and the Nets are moving on to the Eastern conference finals. But, you know, 
this playoffs, a lot of people are saying that this is a war of attrition, not so much the best team is going to win. It's oh, yeah. the healthy team that wins. And I think that this series is an indication of that because to me, the Bucks are not that impressive. I think this, I said about the Philadelphia 76ers losing that series to me, this series is about the Nets just not being healthy and the Bucks just being barely good enough to beat a team uh, that is unhealthy. So, so to me, you know, if, if the Nets were healthy, this wouldn't have been that close of a series. We'd be seeing a Brooklyn Nets probably championship going forward, but you know, it's a war of attrition and it's unfortunate um, because I uh, actually know it's not unfortunate as that screw Brooklyn <laughs> facts. Fuck Brooklyn. No, yeah. now, now take the biased opinions aside. Now I disagree with you. Okay. Um, I think, um, listen, well, I agree with you on the takes on Brooklyn, anybody killing Brooklyn, like this was a collapse or something. It's, shut up. The, the, the half the damn team was hurt. And, you know, and even now, and look, I love I, James Harden is my favorite punching bag. Even I can't say anything negative about the guy. I mean, the guy, hell, if anything, he showed me something by playing because he could right. easily just said, you know what? Uh, the season's done. And, you know, whatever. He, 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 he can pull Kawhi right now. The only reason yeah, why Kawhi he, yeah. but, uh, doesn't, no one's talking about Kawhi is because the Clippers are winning or won. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and, and I know this sounds opposite because I'm always the guy that, oh, if you're injured, don't play. But, you know, I'm also a guy that I never like to judge guys on injuries because I've, I'm i someone with my military career. I've, I'm dealing with injuries currently and I've I've dealt with them for the last the better parts of a decade plus. And so I'm always sensitive to injuries. Like I'm always sensitive to idiots that type. Oh, is he really that hurt? Like, dude, like don't ever call out a guy for being hurt because we just don't know what, what what's going on in people's bodies. Um, okay. So with, with the same thing with Harden, man, that the guy was hurt. You could clearly tell he was hurt. Yes. I know he played and you know, if you injured, don't play, but you could just tell he, he, he probably shouldn't be playing. You, it, it probably got to the point where it's like, yo, somebody had to be the adult and say, yo, don't play. Think about the rest of your career. Think about re-injuring this right. and getting to a point where it's something serious, more severe. This is, you know, this is not the finals. This is, you know, this is the conference semis. Like, we'll be okay. We'll live if we lose in the conference semis and you're hurt. We have nothing to prove, right? So I, I'm, I'm not even going to bag on James Harden. Look, and Katie, Katie's incredible. I mean, what can you say about the guy? The guy is just... He's, he's, he's like, he's like literally like watching Picasso paint. You know, it's like, it's just like, he's an artist. It's like, it's like literally, it's like watching Jay-Z in the studio, just craft a song like right. from in five minutes from off the dome. Like, it's just like, he's just, some, it's like, watch, it's like whatever, whatever, whatever comparison you want to use. It's that, you know what I mean? It's like watching Obama craft a speech, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, is that he's that good at what he does. That it's 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 just beautiful to watch, man. He's an incredible player. Anybody that says anything, I know Katie's moody and he's temperamental and he's got like seventeen burner accounts and all that. I, I get all that, but the guy is an he's an incredible basketball player. I mean, it, you can't take it away from him. He he is he's he's just he's otherworldly. And that's the best thing I can say about him. This isn't about the Nets. Where I disagree with you is about the Bucks because we just talked about a team that didn't take advantage of a team having injuries in the Utah jazz and mm-hmm. fell on their face. Milwaukee could have did that. Yeah. Espe- especially after losing game five, right. The way that they did. I thought that we were, I thought we were looking towards another situation where Milwaukee, here goes Milwaukee, typical Milwaukee, but Milwaukee showed me something and they've shown me a tough, they've shown me a toughness in this yeah. postseason that I think they've been lacking. Again, there goes that thing intangible. Is Milwaukee super talented or supremely talented? No. Are they impressive? Do you watch Milwaukee and be like, wow, what a team? No. 
but they've been tougher this year than they've been in years past. They've had a they've had an extra oomph about them that they've sorely lacked over the last couple of years. And they're a team that's playing with a big injury too, you know. You know, Dante DiVincenzo, he's not a superstar, but he's a really important player to right. that team. You know, he's one of the few guys outside of Middleton and maybe and Drew, obviously, that can create his own shot on and, and you know, and he's a catch and shoot guy. He just he's perfect for what they do, right? He's an important piece of that team. But They've played tougher, man. And listen, there were moments in that game seven. There was moments in game six where they could have lost those games and they didn't. And they they found and then and then to be shell shocked the way that they were. Being that close to winning a series in regulation and then to hit and then to basically come in within inches, literal inches of losing. And if nothing, sometimes just tying the game is losing. Right. And for them to bounce back in overtime the way that they did, that showed me a lot about that team. And yes, I know KD was spent. He played 53. I, I, I get all that. Does not, I do not lose sight of that. But you got to give Milwaukee credit. That, that yeah. was a hell of a win. That yeah, was a hell of a win. Milwaukee, old Milwaukee teams would have lost that for sure. Like that, that would have missed the old Milwaukee teams. The old Milwaukee teams won't even get to game yeah. seven. Yeah, but my point was, and it's I I think in this series, like both things can exist. Like Milwaukee won because the Nets were injured, but also Milwaukee took advantage of the fact that the Nets were injured and did what they had to do. It wasn't like the Philadelphia series where, to me, the Sixers just lost that for the most part. I mean, right. the Hawks did take advantage. Right, but, but no, to I, me, I like, get what you're saying. Yeah, to me, to me, I do. I I for this particular series, I I do think the Bucks do deserve a lot of credit. Although, like in even in their wins, like some of their wins, like. Game three to me, like they played a disgusting <laughs> brand of basketball, like just yeah. an awful, yeah. disgusting brand of basketball. And the only reason why they won again was because, you know, Harden, I, I don't know if Harden was about Kyrie was out. It was just like, man. But I like, feel like they're a better team than they actually show. They like, are. It's, we, it, they are. They like, are. I yeah. just look at that team and I'm like, you guys shouldn't struggle this much. To be, obviously, we all have our 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 culprit or who we think is the culprit, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I just I look at that team and I'm like, this team is better than this. Yes. But again, they but they but even even that game three win, they lose that two years ago. They just yeah. lose ugly. You know, yeah. what I mean, they just lose that game, but they just on the other end of it. No, you're right. But they figured out a way to win games, and that's impressive, yeah. man. That's a team, and that's a team that's been a punching bag for a while now. And for them to turn the fortunes a little bit, and again, they're taking advantage of the schedule. They're taking advantage of the attrition, like you said. You know, they're they're, they're taking advantage of it. Yes, that's also I, that's also the Drew Holidays of the world and the PJ Tuckers of the world. I think you can't overstate the fact that you bring in two people. Absolutely, who are mentally. I mean, Drew Holiday is one of the most mentally tough players in the league, and PJ Tucker is no freaking. He does not He's play a the game. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that helps a lot. I think that you bring in two players who can drastically change the culture and just won't let you fall into that position or let you fall into that mind frame of like, here we go again. It's like, no, nah, we're, we're, we're not letting you do this. So I do listen, think like those two moves can be overstated and credit to Giannis too. You know, he, he played a big game and he hit yeah. a clutch. He hit a clutch shot. He got to the line and, you know, jokes yep. aside, he hit his free throws. I don't care if it took 35 seconds, he hit the free throws, you know, <laughs> Hey, if they're not going to, if they're not going to call it, then it counts. Right. Um, he hit his free throws. He had the game winning bucket in overtime. Like he was aggressive. I still think he takes way too many threes, but Hey, you know, he banked one, like give Giannis credit. He, he, he even showed some toughness and some grit 
to try to win that game. You know, listen, I was very impressed on Saturday night with the, with the Bucks. I was very impressed with them because I did not think they were going to win that game. I didn't even yeah. think that game was going to be close. And for them to have that game close and then to have a chance to win it twice and obviously eventually right. winning it. Yeah, that's credit to that team, man. That's a credit to them. And I get it. All the things that you're saying are absolutely correct. If Kyrie, I think if Kyrie's healthy, I still think this is a seven game series, but I think that's win it. Um, obviously, if James Harden and Kyrie are both healthy, I don't think this is even I think this is a five game series at, yeah. series at best. I agree yeah. with you. But hey, in a postseason where you've seen teams not take advantages of injuries, Portland, Utah, no, you no, know, you're right. You're right. But you got to give Bucks credit. You got to give them credit, but let's like, again, games one and two, I mean, in Brooklyn, they were so outmatched those first two, first two games that if Harden's not hurt, if Kyrie's not hurt, I mean, Harden was hurt actually. <laughs> he, he yeah, hurt he, the first he, he was hurt the whole series. Yeah, so, the whole like, series. So, so to me, like, it's like, we're, we're having a totally discussion, different discussion about the Milwaukee Bucks today. If Kyrie doesn't go down, if Harden does go down, we're talking about, do you blow it up? What the hell is wrong with them? Is Mike mm. Budenholzer going to get fired? Who's going to re- replace Budenholzer? All those questions you asked me about the Sixers, all those questions that you asked me about the Jazz are being asked right now. And the reason why we're not asking those questions, reason number one, num- letter A, is because of the injuries to the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, you're not wrong in that in that regard. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're you're, you're saying everything. I, I mean, I, and this team could very well win the championship too, which is crazy. Oh, like I, even, even me I, saying I think, that. I think I right think now they, you yeah. got to make them the favorite. Right? They're my favorite. Like, I think, yeah, they're my favorite. Got to make them the favorite right now. Yeah, you yeah, know? they're my favorite. Yeah, listen, I, I, I every you're right. I, I, you are absolutely right. But I, I don't know. I, I've, I've seen something differently with 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 Milwaukee the last few weeks, man. It's, yeah, they, again, when it was gut tougher. check time, they they had they had the toughness they needed for sure. That team took a right hand and they got off the mat. Right. They they did. They took a right hand and got off the mat and won that game. They took that game. They won it. And yeah. they played tough defensively. And give credit to Chris Middleton. This is another guy who's a punching bag. He's a really good player. He's a really good. He's not he's not a superstar in that ilk, but he's a really, 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 really good player. He's that next level. He's a really good player. And I think he he fits perfectly with Giannis. And um, you know, yeah, give him credit because he hit some big shots in that game too. Even in a game, he struggled. Um, yeah, I, listen, I think Milwaukee deserves some credit. I really do. They do. And they you're do. right. I think they they pretty much are the favorite right now. I think you would have to make them and probably Phoenix the favorites right now. Yeah, to, to I, win I, I think these are going to be short uh, conference finals, man. I mean, the Clippers are a good story, but listen, you go game one and Chris Paul's not there and you can't win that game. Chris Paul's going to come back. The Suns are just going to get better. I, I, I picked the Suns in six uh, for my series prediction, but to me that can go five and then Milwaukee against Atlanta. I've been disrespecting Atlanta all playoffs. I'm going to continue to disrespect them. There's no way I can see Atlanta winning this series. I think this is a short series. I got the bucks in five, six max. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, you're right about the bucks. I think the bucks in five, I think, I think the bucks now that was their Eastern conference final against the Nets. They knew it. Everybody knew it. That was the, the winner of that series was pretty much going to make the finals. Um, you know, even if Philly advances, I think, right. You know, I think bucks would have probably beat Philly in six. I do too. Um, I do too. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. Um, yeah. I think the bucks will win re- relatively easy. I have a different take on the Suns Clippers series. I thought the Clippers played well. <laughs> the Clippers played, played well. Awesome, man. You know, 
You know what? It, you know what? You know what? It was a great game, but Chris Paul was missing. You got to win that one, man. You got to win that. Game. I agree, but you know what? Game. I'm waiting to. I'm waiting to game two to cast an opinion on this series because here's how I'm looking at it: as the Clippers basically played late into Friday night, and to have to turn around and play in Phoenix, what a day later, two days later, and yeah. play a tough, competitive game. And everybody's talking about how how great Phoenix played. 40-point triple-double by Devin Booker. Devin Booker was incredible in that game. All that, that was a one-possession game, pretty much. True. Yeah. Like, if I'm the Clippers, if I'm Ty Lue, I'm like, yeah, they didn't have Chris Paul, but we don't got Kawhi, so that kind of maxes that out. And it took a historic performance by Devin Booker, and they just barely beat us by three. I forgot the final score. I think it was like three or four points, but whatever. They basically beat us by a shot. Like, I feel really good if I'm the Clippers. Like, I could play this good, coming off basically tired legs. I think that could bode well for the Clippers. Yeah, don't you think? Listen, they played well. There's no doubt in my mind they played well. That my point was not the fact that they played poorly. My point is that when Chris Paul misses a game, you have to win that game. Now you can go into the True. next game confident that you played well and that you can play with this team. But when you, you can't, you you can't convince me that when Chris Paul stepped on the floor, it's like, damn, we missed our opportunity, or that the Suns aren't a better True. team. True, you had a shot. You had a shot, and you, this is a seven-game series. You don't have home court advantage in a series where I do think it matters now because all the fans are back, and Phoenix has been a madhouse. So this does matter. Um, I, I think you had to steal one. Now, game two is really big to me. If they go down 2-0, I know they came back against the Jazz. Um, uh, I know they came back against the Nuggets. I don't know if they can do that against Phoenix. I, I, I agree I with you. I think I think, I think coming back in these series are it's going to be a lot. I think yeah. you're asking a lot, you know, to 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 do that. But I'm I I think the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to win game two, and that's a one one series going back to L.A. And even Chris Paul's status is still. I, I think he'll probably play game three, but that his status is still kind of up in the air. I'm the Clippers. I'm feeling really good. Obviously, they got to win game two. I agree with you. They cannot go down 0-2. But if they win game two, this is a series. This is not, you know, I I, I get everything that you're saying. Cliff, Chris Paul's out on the court. You have to win that game. Yeah. I I kind of, I, I didn't expect the Clippers to play that well. I really didn't. I actually expected the, 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 the Suns to blow them out. Because how could you not, right? After the emotional high of... Because well, Chris of, isn't of, there. I'll tell you not. Well, but still, like coming off a of, coming off a of Friday night, yeah. that game, that emotion, like you've yeah, seen it. Some teams game. teams yeah. come back Sunday at three thirty, yeah. an afternoon game. Well, twelve twelve o'clock their time. Twelve o'clock, yeah, twelve o'clock yeah. their time. I mean, like you're like you're expecting the Clippers to freaking be zombies out there, sleepwalk, and they didn't. They played yeah. well and could have won that game. Absolutely, could have won that game, even with Booker's heroics. It, listen. And I think they match up well against the Suns. Like, I listen, Kawhi needs to play. I agree with you. I think the Clippers, I don't think the Clippers can win this series without Kawhi. But I also said the same thing about the Jazz. And we saw what obviously Phoenix is not Utah. I get it. But listen, I'm not, I'm not counting this, I'm not counting this Clipper team out, man. That team, that's another team that has shown me something this postseason that I have not always seen with the Clippers. And I, I go back to that game in Dallas, 30 to 11 or whatever. 
And for them to come back and win that game, and then obviously do what they did against you against against the Mavericks, and then and then this series to stamp it with this series, yeah, I'm not counting out the Clippers, bro. I'm not. Now I agree with you. Kawhi Kawhi has to play. We need to get a stat. First of all, do we even know? Has anything been put out about Kawhi? Like this is it's like the ACL weirdest fucking- related. It's ACL related. That's all it is. That's all they're saying. Okay. Whatever that means. Whatever, whatever that means. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my leg, my leg is a little sore from sitting here for an hour. It's ACL it sounds related. like Kawhi's, like, about to be, Kawhi's contract's about to expire. And he doesn't want to mess with that. That's what it sounds like. I, I don't want to go into a contract year with this thing hanging over my head. That's what it sounds. Well, if like. that's well, if that's the case, then uh, yeah, that's that's pretty weak. But um, I agree. It is. It is. It is Kawhi Leonard. So stranger <laughs> things, stranger <laughs> things have happened. It speaks right. Shout out! Shout out to uh, Tony Parker. I've had the same injury, and I came back. And <laughs> nah, man, I, I think Phoenix should win this series. Um, but I think this is going to be a closer series than I think you're giving it credit for. I, I actually think this series is going to be six, six, a hard fought six games. I, I had it in six. I mean, my official. You had it in six. I thought you yeah. had it in five. I'm sorry. Oh, you yeah. have Milwaukee in five. I'm sorry. Milwaukee in five. Yeah. Yeah, we agree on that. I thought you had my bad. I thought you had uh, Phoenix in five. Okay, yeah, I, it's it's six games. Yeah. If Kawhi doesn't play. Five, uh, six games, but if Kawhi yeah. does play, I think they can beat. I think they are going to beat the Suns. Ooh, man, that's another. That's a bold prediction. I think I if don't Kawhi think he- is if Kawhi plays, if he's healthy enough to play, and it's Kawhi, not hampered like some James Harden shit. Like, I think they beat the Suns. <sighs> that's a hot take. I think they beat the Suns. I, I'll, I'll remember this on record. We won't have to. We won't have to go back to the table. I'll remember this. I, but I don't I'm, think Kawhi I'm, plays. I don't think he plays. He probably doesn't. I yeah. mean, who the hell knows, man? I mean, if he hasn't played now in the last, he's not playing in game two. So that means he hasn't played in the last what four games? Yeah. Last two in, in Utah, and then uh, these two. Yeah, I, I don't probably see him playing. But yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I listen, I'm putting it on. I'm saying it again. If Kawhi is 75% healthy and able to play, I think the Clippers beat the Suns. Maybe okay. that sounds like sour Laker grapes, but hey, I'm pick I'm picking the Clippers. I, I should be rooting for the fucking Suns here. I'm picking the Clippers here. So that should tell you I'm 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 biased in this approach here. So uh yeah, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. But probably Phoenix and Six. Probably Phoenix. So I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I'll go there. Oh, and, and can I kill the NBA real quick before we wrap up? Absolutely. NBA. Adam Silver. Powers that be. Sitting in your ivory towers in New York and Secaucus and wherever else. Um, can we stop with this shit already of starting the next round of your postseason <laughs> when your postseason, the preceding round has not concluded? I can live with it. I hate it when they do it ever, but I can at least live with it when you start the second round and the first round haven't, hasn't concluded. Right. But when you're starting your conference final at 3.30 and then at 7 o'clock, you're playing game seven of the conference semis, that is fucking stupid. Why couldn't they just play tonight? Right. You could have had Phoenix and... You could have had two. You could have had Sunday where you had two game sevens, and then you could have had game one, Phoenix Clippers tonight. 
Instead, of, instead, you have three games clunky because you got game seven, game one of the Western Conference Finals, then game seven in East, and then you have no games tonight, which is stupid. Also, the Western Conference Finals is going to have two full games before the Eastern Conference Finals even has one. Oh, I was getting there, my friend. I was getting there. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I get your schedules thrown up for a loop now because you're playing basically basketball into July, which is going to be weird. I get it. There's going to be 4th of July. <laughs> the Western Conference Finals is probably still going. <laughs> like, I get it. It's going to be weird. But yeah, no, no. I hate that. And, and listen, you think the NFL does that? You think the NFL, and I know it's different series, game, one game. I get it. But you think the NFL is starting the AFC championship game on the same weekend that the uh, NFC divisional playoffs are still going on? The NFL's doing that? And it's the NFL, the kings of television. They own a day of the fucking week. You think the NFL's doing that? How about baseball? Baseball, who's, a, who's everybody's punching back? I think baseball starting the NLCS game one, <laughs> the damn division series game five. I mean, they, base, well, I should take that back. Baseball pro. pro. I'll, I'll say this. You think baseball starting the World Series <laughs> game one? And technically the game, <laughs> the LCS isn't over yet. Like who does that? That's so stupid. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah. I had, to, I'm sorry. I, I, you don't know how insane that drove me last night. No, I I'm with you, man. I, I have the same pet peeve. It's the worst. And stop with the fucking dark uniforms at home and the white, <laughs> that, 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 but that's for another day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. This just annoys me. I'm sorry. I'm weird like that. I can't stop. I'm watching Phoenix. wear fucking, their valley road you, yeah, their yeah. valley jerseys at home and the clippers are wearing oh god just stop this shit already and then the clippers are wearing their their i don't even know what the hell they call those la themed jerseys um you know they're wearing their black you know calligraphy what the fuck there are jerseys <laughs> at home i'm like steve did you sign off on this steve bomber like what the fuck like what is this what are we doing here let's say that's tradition whites at home Grays or blacks or colored on the road since the beginning of time. That's been the case. Let's keep that up. Let's let's keep doing that. Co-sign everything uh, you just said, man. Co-sign it all. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But uh, I think we got through everything, though, man. Anything else that you wanted to discuss before we got out of here, playoffs related or anything? Nah, man. We're good, man. Just this has been a weird, weird, weird playoff run, and it's great know. postseason. Yeah, this has been the best postseason the NBA has had. In about five years, I would say ten. Yeah, easily ten. There was one year I forgot. I forgot. I think it might have been 2012, where like all the first round series went seven. Um, like it was, it, it was yeah. year like the, the Clippers beat the Spurs in seven. When Chris Paul hit that runner. Like Memphis. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. probably since that. I don't know what year that was, but since that. Well, year, it's like I think it was like 20. 13 or 20 yeah 14 yeah or something like that about a decade almost a decade almost a decade yeah yeah you know so yeah it's it's this has been a fun postseason man like every yeah. round has had something to talk about you know it's been good games comebacks meltdowns i mean the shit that you love if you host a podcast right i mean it's, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been it's been fun it's been fun so listen you got to give it to the nba after after a regular season that was kind of clunky and weird at times to to finish off with this with this 
great postseason. It's been fun. So hopefully, hopefully we keep it up. And then I think the other fun aspect of this too is that we're gonna get a first time fine, like a, a fresh finals for a change. You know, like if it's if it's Bucks, you know, Suns, that's a fresh finals matchup. If you, you know, if it's you know, Hawks, Clippers, that's a fresh final. I mean, I know the mom and the 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 house mom in Utah that's you know staying up to you know the waking up early to watch Good Morning America is probably not gonna give a fuck about it, you know, but the basketball fan. I think that's going to no, be fun. I love it. I do, man. And uh, we, we both root for teams that are in huge markets, but this is good. I, it, it's, it's good for the league. It's good for the league. It's good for the league. And if, and and if, Milwaukee, and if Milwaukee can win a championship, that's great for the league. Right. You know, that that's, that's perfect. It, you know, if Atlanta can win a championship, that's great for right. the league. I don't put any, Atlanta and Milwaukee anyone, in the same. I think, I, I think for even, I think any team that, win, I think whoever wins this, this year, it's, it's good for the league. I do. No matter who it is, even if it's LA. even even the Clippers, you know, yeah. even the Clippers with this with this postseason that they've had and the stories and the Terrence Mann game and Reggie Jackson's right. resurgence and everything, like yo, they've even you know even them they, even that would be a good story. So yeah, I agree you know, with the Clippers. Yeah, the postseason's been the postseason's been real real special this year, man. So that's 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 really really dope to see. So um, hopefully it keeps up. I think both of us expect not a really entertaining conference finals, but who knows? Maybe maybe things will shake out differently. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But um, I think we, I think we got through everything. We got through conference predictions, conference final yep. predictions. We got through the second round. I know we didn't technically talk about Phoenix and Denver, but there was not much. There's to nothing about. to say. No, There's really, nothing to say there. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, but that's it, man. Um, that's it. I think we can wrap it up right there. Sounds anything good, else man. to say? Anything else to say to the listeners before we get up out of here? Nah, just you know, if you want more NBA coverage, follow the Dime with Josh Rodriguez. It is my podcast dedicated to NBA coverage and it's on Twitter and Instagram at the Dime NBA. Yes, 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 yes. So make sure you go listen and subscribe to that and all the stuff that he's got going on at the Inter- Uninterrupted. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, as far as for me, Baseball Pod is a bit on a hiatus. I know. I'm sorry. Just been super busy to try to do two podcasts in a week when everything going on in my life. But um, it is coming back this week. I promise uh, we will have a fresh episode on Thursday of this week of the baseball pod. It's been a month. can't believe it's been that long. It was not intended, but a little hiatus in the baseball podcast. Sorry about that. But we'll be back with a, another brand new episode of the podcast. I love baseball and it's available on all platforms. Of course, if you like this show and you want to subscribe and keep supporting what we're doing here to two guys talking about sports and politics. I know it wasn't politics heavy the last couple shows, but trust me, we will get back to that because there's so much. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we almost need, we almost need a, like a, uh, just a politics only episode just to yeah. like catch up with everything might, going on. Might I need mean, that. Yeah. Oh my God. We might need to do like two a week just to got to get yeah. through the shit. Oh, I mean, man. but, uh, Hopefully that's that's what I'm kind of hoping for an easy conference finals, just so right. that we can breeze through it and then get to the politics, the important yeah. stuff, the, the, the stuff that you guys listen to us. <laughs> but anyways, man, if you like what we're doing and like what we're listening, please subscribe, please support the show. Uh, we're available on all platforms. Drop a review on iTunes. We need that. It's important. And then go follow us. Uh, this podcast is on on Twitter at AGS pod, Instagram, AGS podcast, Facebook, any given Sunday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Emmanuel Brown, Instagram, the Emmanuel Brown. Y'all know the deal. If you've listened to the show and yeah, make sure you go check out Josh's work as well. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there across the land. Hopefully you enjoyed your day. Um, Yeah, that's it. Done blabbering. This has been Any Given Sunday for Josh Rodriguez. I am Manny Brown. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.